0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beyond Sunday. And today we have a special, special guest. You know her, you love her. It's Lauren Roy, our Central Outreach Director here at Vox Church. Welcome, Lauren, to our podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Kurt, it's so great to be here.
0: Awesome, yeah. So. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about outreach. We're going to talk about what outreach looks like through the eyes of Vox Church, our goals, what we're trying to accomplish. And Lauren is the go-to person when it comes to Vox Church's outreach program. So Lauren, as the outreach director, what specifically is your job in a nutshell? We don't have to dive into exactly all the nuances of, of you know, your job, but you know, what is it that you're in charge of in the whole scheme of Vox?
1: Yeah, there's there's many elements that kind of go along um, with my role here. But the biggest piece is I serve as just a support and just a a connector for campus pastors and our campus outreach directors to really come alongside them, help them identify the greatest needs that exist in their community, Mm -hmm. and then find ways to engage our church um, with those needs, whether it be through local partnerships or local organizations. Um, That's a huge piece of our heart as well. Um, we're, We're not... Uh, gonna start our own soup kitchen we're gonna go find a soup kitchen <laughs> yeah. that exists and that's doing great work and that maybe needs some volunteers and so we'll send them
0: um that way that must be pretty crazy dealing with all the campus pastors and you know and all the needs of the because fox church we are spread across you know right now two states and hopefully in the future we go above and beyond that but to think about each and every single specific region that each campus is involved with you know starting in new haven going up to north campus you know and all the way up to massachusetts it must be pretty crazy to have to deal with you know not in a bad way but just to go from one to another to another and being so involved in so many different communities what does that feel like
1: it's actually a blast. It's my absolute favorite part of my job is working alongside our campus pastors and hey, our we teams. Have, we have some
0: awesome, <laughs> awesome campus. Shout out to all of our shout campus Shout them out, yeah, yeah, it's good. That's cool.
1: It, it's good, but a big piece of my role as well is something we call city mapping. and. Um, you're right. It's Each city and each location is super unique. And so there are needs in New Haven that are going to be vastly different from the needs in Hartford mm-hmm. or in another area. And so we have a protocol that we created um, as a church and we walk through it with every single location. Um, we try to figure out where are the nonprofits, what are they doing in that region? Mm-hmm. Um, who are the church leaders that are in those areas and how can we connect with them and possibly partner with another church? Um, how do people communicate? And how do they travel, and where do they live? Um, we kind of do a little bit of research and uh, mapping before we go into any location uh, to really figure out what what the heartbeat is, what the pulses of that place. Um, and then from there, that informs kind of the decisions that we make and where we serve. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, it's interesting that you say that because you say you partner with other churches. You, you don't necessarily hear that a lot, you know. Each church has their own specific plan and what they want to accomplish in the community that they're in. But when we partner with other churches and we partner with, you know, different organizations, it just seems like the common goal is to better the community around us, which is, you know, I guess probably our, our main goal. But, you know, that's really cool to hear you guys hear you guys say that.
1: It is. It's been a huge joy to just see uh, church partnership happening. Uh, Specifically, I can speak to it a lot more in New Haven um, where Bridges of Hope, which is a collaborative of churches that's formed um, over the last... Wow. I think it's about seven years at this point. So it's been been a while. um, And so we have multiple pastors, different backgrounds, different denominations uh, coming to the table once a month to figure out and ask that question, like, how do we reach our city together? What are the things that we can't do alone, but together we can accomplish? And so um, they've launched a mentoring program. Um, we have historically done an annual I Heart New Haven Day mm-hmm. where we're serving the city through multiple projects. And so it's been incredible to just see the the church come together, the Capital C Church come together to reach some of the common goals and needs uh, that are within New Haven.
0: So. Yeah, because we look at the overall mission. You know, what is the mission of church? It, we want to go out and reach people. Uh, you know, however it We can, And again, you know, we have different ministries that do different things. But, you know, one of the ministries outreach, we get to reach people that don't necessarily, you know, come to church. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times I see we're helping out the homeless. We're doing we're going to the soup kitchens. We're doing things like that that don't necessarily fall in line of people who regularly attend church, which is really cool. So one of the questions I want to ask you is, do you have a. Uh, I'm not going to say favorite, but do you have one instance in the last couple of years that you just went to an outreach project and you were just in awe and you were amazed with the response that you guys got? And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this question, but uh, there's been a ton of different outreach uh, programs and, you know, different events. And you mentioned the iHeart New Haven, but has there been one where you just kind of sat back and you're like, wow, this is totally amazing. And can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Yeah, I honestly think uh, it it is I Heart New Haven Day almost every year. Um, I take a a step back when we're gathered on the green and, you know, hundreds of people just saying yes to serving that day, to serving their neighbor. Mm. Um, And it it always just takes my breath away um, because it's There's just such power in us doing things together, right, and serving our city together. Um, Another instance I can think of, too, is uh, there's an organization in New Haven called the Downtown Evening Soup Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that's a place where we've served for years. Um, And so there's been times I've gone there, and you see the same people come in uh, week after week or month after month, um, and you get to know their names. You get to know their stories a little bit. Uh, sometimes you can sit down and have dinner with them yeah. and have those conversations um, and ask about their faith and ask about you know if they know who Jesus is and and be able to pray for them. Um, there's been times even where we've been serving and someone complains of of an ailment or a sickness or something and we're able to just in that moment um, intercede for them and it's uh, yeah. it's just such a cool thing and that's that's the whole point right mm-hmm. is that like you said, we can reach people um, who aren't coming inside, Maybe our church walls, but are living in our city and are a part of um, where we are, yeah. and so it's it's beautiful. It's such a such a joy. Yeah, it it
0: really is, especially when you hear some of the stories from the people who attend, because people want to volunteer, they want to get involved and they don't necessarily have, I, you know, I know a couple of people that are like, listen, I can't volunteer every week. And my schedule is so crazy. It may not be monthly, but there are these specific events that happen with, you know, your, uh, outreach team. And if they wanted to get involved, how do you go about getting involved And this is a Harford, this is a, you know, Springfield, wherever it is, how would they go about getting involved in the outreach, uh, on the team?
1: For sure. Yeah, our strategy. So we have kind of a three-prong approach for how we kind of approach outreach in each of our locations. One is through awareness events. Mm -hmm. So this might be popping up a tent at a 5K or, uh, you know, handing out water bottles (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, and inviting people to church through that. Mm -hmm. Um, The second uh, tier is community engagement. And so this is, historically, we've had our Easter egg hunts or have done our back to school events or things along those lines. Um, And so for those two tiers, there's plenty of ways that people can get involved. Um, I mean, To speak frankly, to pull off an an Easter egg hunt, you need 50 people just to run like all the different (laughs) elements of it. You've got someone on bounce houses and someone helping with face painting. And so um, each campus outreach director is your go-to person. Mm -hmm. So um, find out who that is in your campus, um, get your name in there, and they will surely find something uh, to plug you in with and, and to help you with. Um, And this third tier that I I mentioned, there were three. So this third tier we're developing is called community development. And so this is new um, in the sense that we are we're trying to answer that question, you know, in our in our mission statement of like, how do you transform a city? What does that look like? And and I really believe it's a neighborhood by neighborhood approach and and investing in relationship with neighbors and figuring out what that looks like um, in this in this next season too, is is just something that's on my heart as well, and so there'll be more to come uh, on that as we we kind of figure out what that looks like too, and more ways to get involved.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned those three tiers and kind of what comes to mind. I've been in those Easter egg hunts. I've been to some of those awesome events that, that you guys hosted. And it is powerful because you get a lot of people who don't necessarily go to church or don't necessarily want to go to church, but you start to plant that seed in their heart that, Hey, you know, they care about our community. They care about the people, you know, that are living here and there. And, you know, in every city that, that we're planted, they, they care. And I feel like that's, that goes so far beyond just a simple invite to church. It's like, yeah, come to church, you know, and you get, yeah, I'll be there or, you know, no, I'm okay. But the 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 sheer fact that you guys are doing something within the community, I think that goes above and beyond and I think that's the simple seed that's going to, you know, grow inside their heart. So, you know, I'm excited to see the upcoming events that you guys have, but Before we can have events, we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and, you know, where the outreach team has been over the last couple of weeks. Because, again, this has been just so crazy. And I've seen you guys in full effect. You guys haven't slowed down at all. I mean, you've had more things to do. I've seen more posts about, hey, guys, we need volunteers. We need this. So tell us a little bit about what's happening right now with your team.
1: Sure. You're right. Like it is. It's been the just the number of people reaching out, the organizations reaching out has been just overwhelming mm-hmm. at times. There's just so much need um, right now. And when, when COVID first hit and things started shifting and changing and we realized uh, that as a church, we were going to need to start shifting and changing our approaches to outreach, um, immediately the question was, what can we do to support what can we do to help what's our what's our role in this and so we reached out to uh local organizations we reached out to city officials and we were just asking those two questions and kind of gathered this pile of of needs and this list of places to send people Um, and from that birthed these care and response teams Mm -hmm. um, that people have been seeing a lot about and we wanted to create two teams more so that we could um, create a place for anybody to serve. So we know that this is a unique time, there's limitations, there's people who might have a little bit of of anxiety or worry about going out and doing something with you know, having small kids at home or being at risk or something. And so we wanted to provide a space where someone from home could make just as much of a difference, if not more, than someone who was going out and and responding. So a care team is just that. They're uh, making phone calls, writing letters from home, um, encouraging those within our community uh, in that way. And then response teams are being sent out to local organizations that are requesting needs uh, for volunteers at this time. And so they're doing a wide variety of things uh for the first few weeks we assisted uh, hartford school district with handing out chromebooks Mm -hmm. just because as as we as we were figuring it out, so were school districts yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to absolutely. like help with that frenzy of, oh my gosh, our kids don't have technology. So how are we gonna get this out to them? And so we sent volunteers to help hand those out. Uh, we've packed grocery bags for a lot of soup kitchens that and food pantries that have been handing them out. Um, one location in New Haven, loaves and fishes, they're their're typical weekly, influx is maybe about 300 people. Um, and I just got an email last week that they're, they're at 950 oh, a week. Man. Uh, and so they need Jeez. the people to help yeah. like fill those bags and get them out. Um, and so it's been, it's been awesome to see our church like step up and, and mobilize, um, mm-hmm. uh, in this, in this weird season.
0: Yeah. And again, you mentioned a couple of different things, but what do you think the biggest need out there is? You know, I want to get a little bit specific because for me sitting home all the time, I don't necessarily know. I mean, you're on the inside, you talk to these, these, uh, different people in different organizations, but for those of us at home, you you know, maybe able to help. What, what is the need? What would you suggest as members of, of our church or even, you know, people listening to this podcast, you know, how could we help in the current situation that we're in now? What would be the best way?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. That's a hard one too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it could be financially. I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to do my part in order to help. You know, we've we've all seen those things on Facebook. Hey, you know, buy this, support your local community, buy some. You know and we're all trying to help our local community but to go above and beyond that and and i know our church is you know doing as much as they possibly can but if we wanted to do a little bit extra what is it that we could do in order to you know get involved whether it's physically or you know or with some money i'm, I'm not sure
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think one of the one of the large issues that keeps coming up across all of our cities is honoring first responders and medical care workers Mm -hmm. so i think that's something that any of us can do right we can reach out to those we know that are in the medical field that are on the front lines right now uh pray for them encourage them write them a quick note Mm -hmm. um and you can also get involved with some response teams that are sending care packages to them or uh, up in Springfield uh, with the Boys and Girls Club, our team was able to deliver breakfast to a bunch oh, of cool. yeah. fire departments and police departments and ambulance uh, stations. And so that that's just been a great way to honor and really thank these people who are who are serving and sacrificing a lot um, mm-hmm. to care for, for our communities. Um, I think the other thing too, and I don't want this to sound cliche, but I, I think it's it's hope and encouragement is probably the greatest need right now Mm -hmm. everywhere we've gone like sure there's food insecurity issues and there's school district issues and there's there's things that are coming up um, that parents need help with homeschooling and like all of these different things Um, but I think there's a lot of people in our communities that are scared that are worried that don't know what to do Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if we as the church can kind of be that voice of hope and peace in this season and figure out our own way to do that, whether that's through, you know, going to our website and jumping onto a response or a care team, or whether it's doing it in your own neighborhood and checking yeah. in on your neighborhoods. I think, um, I think that's it. I think that's a key piece in this.
0: Yeah. That's powerful. I mean, you said it, you challenged all of us. So, you know, for those of you guys are listening, that. Have either time or you have some sort of anything that you want to give above and beyond, you know, we'd more than happy to, you know, push all those resources towards the outreach team and help them as best as we possibly can. Um, Lauren, when we sat down right before this podcast, you mentioned to me about the 10,000 letter project. And this was something that kind of sparked my interest because, you know, I get all excited and you talked about support and you talked about encouragement. And I think that this project embodies both of those. And can you just explain, you know, what that project, what that project is? Because it's 10,000 physical letters, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you all, heard it all, right. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> so, you know, what it, what is that? What is that all about?
1: Mm-hmm. So we, we have decided that as a church, Church, we're gonna set a goal to set uh, to send 10,000 handwritten handwritten yeah, <laughs> handwritten. I mean we're going, yeah. <laughs> handwritten letters um, to people in our community and so this includes all All the frontline workers so Mm -hmm. grocery stores um, those that are working in hospitals Um, and then also thinking about like those that are in isolation right now so Mm -hmm. senior living facilities that aren't allowing visitors um, or those within our community that people are like sending in names and addresses and saying hey they live alone and they could use a little encouragement in this season and so um, we've set it all up to make it as easy as possible for our church and so um, this coming Sunday, Justin's going to just share uh, his heart on it and kind of launch it to our church. Um, but everything's on our website, voxchurch.org slash letters, and you can sign up there. And then what will happen is you'll get an email with some guidelines. We've even made some really cool – our creative team made some really cool Vox stationery mm-hmm. that you can print um, and handwrite your letter and then send it out um, as a way of encouraging just what's happening um, with what's happening in our world right now.
0: Yeah, I think we uh... – I think we forget about all the other people that are involved in in the world right now, and all the essential workers, you know, and trust me i'm praying for our firefighters our police officers anybody working in hospitals. i'm praying for all those people all day long you know but i think the people that are working at the grocery store the people that are working these jobs you know tirelessly that don't necessarily get the mantra of being a superhero but they're still out there they're grinding you know they're doing the best that they possibly can and i can't wait for this project to go because it embodies everybody. It's not just, you know, our our medical workers and our first responders. It goes above and beyond that. And, you know, for you guys to include all those people, I'm just super excited for, for this project to go down. And, you know, Warren, what over the last couple of weeks, you know, we talked about a couple of success stories and we talked about different things that you've seen. So during this crazy time, What's one story that you can give us that has impacted somebody's life that you wouldn't, you you didn't expect?
1: It was actually within the first two weeks of all of this Mm -hmm. kind of going down. um, We partnered with Vertical Church in West Haven to deliver groceries to seniors. So they were working right alongside New Haven Senior Services uh, and delivering. And so... We, through this season, have been able to repurpose a lot of our vehicles, and so a lot of our trucks that have been filled with gear are now filled with food and delivering food. Um, So I was able to take our cargo van with me to Vertical. It was loaded up with 75 bags of groceries, or 75, for 75 people. Um, And then we drove it over to Bella Vista, Mm -hmm. and it's a um, senior living facility in New Haven. Drove it over there, dropped it off, And didn't really think anything of it, if I'm honest. I was just like, okay, like they needed it. They're going to distribute it. We just dropped it off. Um, And then when I got back uh, to the office to drop off the van, a text popped up from a friend. And it was an article that said that um, people at Bella Vista have felt forgotten in this season. And I I had no idea. Like there was, it was definitely the Lord just aligning the circumstance to get food to these people who have been feeling such a way. Um, and it was just a powerful moment for me of reflecting on the fact that like the Lord is in everything that we're doing. And and I really believe he's doing a mighty work of of letting people know that they're loved, that they're seen, that they're yeah. not forgotten, that their needs are being met um, in incredible ways because the Lord is blessing, you know, the work of these organizations and churches. And it was super humbling uh, to just be a part of that and to see to see the impact and to know, like going home that night, I'm like, man, they're not going to be for, they, like, they weren't forgotten. They're no. they're going to hopefully have hope. Um, and even if it's through a bag of groceries, like that to me is just like, man, the Lord will use everything, even even a bag of groceries to speak hope and peace and love um, to another person. So it's just, it's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, that embodies everything that the outreach team, you know, wants it's to spread that hope peace and love and you know to show God's mercy and God's glory through simple tasks that we may think are just simple but for other people it means the world so you know just just hearing that, I'm, I'm all emotional, I'm sweating <laughs> over here, it's, it's just so powerful. Um, so when the coronavirus ends, and we don't know necessarily when that happens, and everything kind of gets back to normal, what are some future plans for the outreach team and the outreach program that you either have down on the books or something that you want to accomplish within the next year or next two years, but where is the outreach team going and you know, to get people excited and maybe want to hop on, what are some some things you have in the works?
1: Sure. Yeah, we we've spent quite a bit of time just thinking about this over the last couple of weeks, especially Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's I'll be honest, it's hard because we don't know what normal is going to be defined as or what that's going to look like. And so we're almost creating just a brainstormed list of, okay, here are some things we could try and parentheses, depending on all social distancing standards and anything else that Mm -hmm. changes or develops over time. but one thing that the Lord placed on my heart probably a few weeks ago is the word neighbor. And um, it was something so like, so it felt simple. And I was like, what are you trying to say in this like neighbor? And and this is a season where I really believe and even, you know, my husband and I have connected with our neighbors more than we ever have. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I do think there could be... Um, you know something coming out of that where we empower our church to connect with their neighbors. Um, I'm actually almost finished with a book called The Art of Neighboring, and it is incredible. It is such a good read. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, and just really practically breaks down what it means to be a neighbor and how to how to do that with a with a Christian uh, perspective as well. And so that's something to look forward to. Um, we've also in, within that have talked about like what when we can gather. What would a block party look like like, what would a way to like you know just like okay we're out of this we're gonna celebrate together (laughs) and let's like gather everyone in our neighborhood and do it um and so we're we're thinking through that as well nothing's obviously finalized but just some ideas you know that we've come up with
0: yeah i mean again we're we're all excited to see what the outreach team has because you guys always you know blow everything you do out of the water and it's awesome so lastly i would ask a lot of people this when they come on uh, on beyond Sunday because Vox Church is such a cool place to work there's a lot of cool people and it's just an environment that is an inspiring and encouraging environment so to be part of the Vox team and you've been here for for how long have you been on staff?
1: I think it's close to 7 years. Yeah, 7. At this point. I mean,
0: you've been you've been close to the beginning. So, what is it in in we'll finish with this. What is it like being part of a team that's so fast-paced moving and so on fire for God because there's it's just you know, and we're growing and I can't necessarily just say that we're growing, but we're growing in every single way. We're growing spiritually, we're growing, you know, in, in church size. We're just and it's just such a fire that's overtaking New England. And what is it like being part of that team at least for the last seven years i mean it's got to be it's got to be just a wild ride
1: yeah there's nothing like it like i I am so in awe that I'm actually like here sitting Mm -hmm. with you (laughs) talking about this stuff. I mean, I went to school to be a teacher. I had never, you know, that was what I thought I'd spend my whole life doing. Um, And the Lord had different plans and they're just incredibly awesome and way more than I would have ever imagined. Um, And it is, it's invigorating uh, to be a part of this team. It's, um, I find myself like just... Overwhelmed with gratitude for the people that I have the opportunity to work with, mm-hmm. and uh, they've really become family for me. There's there's moments where this is hard. Like sometimes there's things that you know I don't have answers to, and I'm like, oh, how do we do this? And yeah. how do we really transform a city? You know, when I'm wrestling with things, and and so it's been great to have just this encouraging team around me, like. Committed to it as well, and and a part of the thinking process and putting it all together, um, and it's it's just it's a joy uh, to do this and to to be called to this work. Um, and so i can't speak enough yeah. <laughs> enough good things well, about you it know, yeah. i just
0: i just wanted to ask you cuz again it's it's vox has created a culture that makes it fun to be a part of and it's going from your your sunday services whether you're just a member at the church and you come every sunday you're you're or whether you're full fledged you know leading a community group doing it's a culture that's that's just I can't even describe what it's like to be a part of, but every day you wake up and it's exciting. There's new things and you're just excited about God. Mm -hmm. You're excited about Jesus. And, you know, to, to think about saying that 15 years ago, you'd be like, Oh, you know, I mean, that's cool. But you know, now it's, Fox has kind of made this culture like a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm excited about because, right. you know, I can I can share it and, you know, I can send it off to people and people are like, Oh wow, you know, look, it's like a concert or, you know, oh wow, you know, they have all these young, you know, vigorous people in, in this group and oh wow, you know, they have this group for, you know, older, you know, single people and it's it's a whole culture that's embraced the fact that Jesus is our Lord and we have one mission to reach mm-hmm the people of this world. So, you know, I just wanted to end with that. But
1: Yeah, I think a huge piece of it too is is the vision, right? The vision is like far beyond me. Yeah. And there's something so humbling in that and and that causes such dependence on the Lord as we're walking through it. Um, but there's also like so much excitement of like, man, New England, like the entire region yeah. being transformed with the gospel. Like what power that has mm-hmm. and and to just be in that with so many um, of these great people is is just an honor, an yeah. absolute honor.
0: Well, we thank you for being part of our podcast. We thank you for being part of the outreach team. And again, guys, if you have any questions about uh, the outreach team or the program, Warren, how could they contact uh, a- anyone from your team?
1: Yeah, for sure. You can check out our website. We do have a tab that has outreach um, listed, or you can email me. It's lroy at voxchurch.org.
0: Well, you heard it here, guys. Again, thanks, Lauren. We appreciate you being here. And, guys, we will see you next week.